Welcome to Fashion Your Seatbelt, your first class seat to one-on-one conversations with the fashion industry's top voices. I'm Jessica Michaud, and I created this podcast to share the joy I have in getting to know all the amazing people who bring this creative, inventive, and extraordinary business to life. You'll get to hear the cadence of their voices, the sound of their laughter, and feel firsthand how passionate they are about what they do. But before we get this show on the road, I want to say a quick thank you to GPS Radar for making this episode possible. GPS Radar is the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect. Also, I just want to remind you to leave a review. Stars are really trending right now, and it helps other very stylish listeners like yourself find the show. Now buckle up, and let's get started. This year marks the 60th anniversary of the Camera Nazionale della Moda Italiana, the governing body of Italian fashion. During that time, the industry has gone through quite a lot of changes, but arguably no more so than in the last decade. Fashion shows have become far more than just an industry affair, attracting editors and journalists, but more a consumer-facing event that has powered by social networks and digital technology, which has helped to democratize the industry. There has also been a growing self-awareness within the industry about its impact on the environment, leading to the rise of more sustainable fashion. The blurring of sartorial gender lines and brands grouping their menswear and womenswear shows together have changed the landscape even further. All of this has transformed the way the world interacts with fashion. Helping the camera, as insiders like to call it, weather these profound changes is its president, Carlo Capasa. Appointed in April of 2015, Capasa has, in the space of less than three years, jump-started the way the camera operates, dusting off the institution and putting into overdrive new initiatives designed to build global engagement with Milan as a fashion capital. His strategy has been focused on three key areas, promoting and supporting emerging Italian designers with initiatives like Milano Moda Graduate, which highlights the best young talents coming out of the most prestigious Italian fashion schools, the Green Carpet Awards, designed to underline the importance and the wide-reaching potential of sustainable fashion. And he introduced a new digital strategy that saw the camera's website get a facelift, and social media platforms also became a priority and a powerful tool for promoting Italian fashion online. The camera's Instagram feed alone now counts more than 150,000 followers. Capasso, who has a love for black perfecto biker jackets, has been a fixture on the Italian fashion scene for years, having spent the bulk of his career as the chief executive and co-creator of Costume Nacional, a brand he founded with his brother and the company's designer, Ennio Capasa, in 1986, until the brothers announced their resignation in March of 2016. But here Capasa talks about his plans for the future of the camera, in a fashion world that is more fluid, flexible, and forward-thinking than ever before. Carlo, thank you so much for speaking with me today in the middle of the menswear shows. I appreciate it. Pleasure. <laughs> okay, so first question. It's about two and a half years ago you took this job on. It was a huge task, and I feel like since you've come on board, there's been a real renaissance here in Milan. So what was your mission when you started out? Like, did you have a wish list of things you wanted to accomplish? I mean, how do you feel about what you've done so far in these last two years? Yes, of course. I, when I arrived, I thought that what was more important was to have a look to the future and think how fashion could uh, evolve. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought together with the, the board, that is a very nice board in Camera della Moda because it's all... The, many very nice brands participating in direct way to the, those uh, uh, ideas. Uh, so we thought that the uh, future would mean today uh, uh, sustainability, mm-hmm. 
digital mm-hmm. and uh, new brand. So all the uh, new brand and new talent. So all our efforts were going in that direction. So we start, uh, when we talk about new brand, we started with education uh, and promoting uh, new designer, creating the possibilities for those designers to interfere with the big brand mm-hmm. or also to have the chance to launch their own brand to mm-hmm. those new designers. Uh, so we made many initiatives in that sense. Mm-hmm. Started with our Milano Model Graduate. So yes, yeah, so that, that was my next question. So Milano Model Graduate, um, the competition, you, I think it's 29 different schools in Italy, is that right? Yeah. 29 different schools, so I think that's like herding cats to get all the different schools together. <laughs> How did you accomplish that, to get everybody on board to participate in that? Yeah, also that was a, a good uh, challenge. Was a, was a good challenge because uh, we had uh, to uh, talk with those uh, schools and convince them that uh, uh, it's not a competition. Mm. It's something to be together and sometimes to compete in a sense uh, uh, makes everybody better. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Italy we are very individualistic so it's not easy to, easy to say, difficult to make. <laughs> But at the end what happened was that uh, all those schools they were convinced to participate so they sent the portfolio of those students at the last year uh, graduating and not just the designers but also the stylists, the marketing, and communication people so we, we want and accessory designers we want to we create five different categories mm-hmm. and we say okay send us all the material for those students mm-hmm. and we choose the ones we believe are the best with the uh, international uh, uh, group of people judging them uh, to make something very very uh, straight so those people could feel really that is a true competition I thought that it was amazing that you actually Didn't, it wasn't just a runway show with designers, but you had also, like you said, the marketing and the, and the accessories and everything else. So it's much more well-rounded than maybe some other comp- quote-unquote competitions that are out there. And then another thing that I know that you're very passionate about is sustainability. And we've talked about this before. Why did you make that a priority for you? Well, together with the new designer and digital, I think sustainability is the future of fashion. Mm. We cannot think to go further in fashion if we don't uh, uh, finally understand, some, make something, a statement about sustainability. Mm-hmm. And today when we talk about sustainability, it's a, a very esoteric word. Mm-hmm. You, know, you make something, you say, oh, I'm sustainable. No. Yeah. In Italy, fortunately, our system is much more advanced in oh. terms of sustainability. Okay. Um, many of the factories, they are already paying very much attention to the ambient and to the pollution. But <clears throat> what's happened was we start with desert substances, then the process. We are working now on a process to make a list of the process, mm-hmm. very precise, mm-hmm. that you can measure. And then on the trashability, mm-hmm. uh, and then on the social sustainability. That is another very important matter. What is social sustainability then? Social sustainability <clears throat> means that you cannot today think that you buy a t-shirt for five dollars mm-hmm. or euros and uh, or dress for 20 uh, euros without thinking that somebody has been sewing that dress mm-hmm. for almost nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think that we have to understand that we have to evaluate how much of the work of people was behind that product mm-hmm. and we should not buy a product that they don't respect the life of those people. Mm-hmm. So This for me is a very central uh, idea of fashion. Mm-hmm. We, we have to be, we are at the top of aesthetic. 
we cannot be, we must be also the top of ethic mm -hmm. because otherwise it doesn't work. And then you said the third pillar of your master plan for Milan is digital. So that yeah. aspect. So talk a bit about how you've been transforming that aspect of what you do. Yeah, because, uh, you know, in Italy we were, we are used to have many small towns, so everybody can find product in the small shops. Uh, and uh, there is a lot of uh, personal communication. Uh, and this made uh, Italian people very lazy about digital. Oh. So we are not, uh, we were not a champion of digital and digitalization, but the world is very global more and more. And you must be, understand very well how to deal with the, all the aspects of digital and digitalization. Mm -hmm. So we uh, start saying, uh, for example, when you look at the e-commerce uh, selling, uh, in Italy we do 5% of the luxury uh, product selling online, mm -hmm. in uh, Germany 25%. That's in crazy. England, 21%. So there is a big difference. Mm -hmm. Let's not talk even about China or, or about the uh, United US, States, yeah. uh, where it's very strong. So um, I said, uh, this is the commerce, but we have to think that the today there is no distance between commerce, communication, mm -hmm. and, uh, all what, and also organization of mm -hmm. the company. Mm -hmm. So I push very much this by organizing many, many workshops in the Camera della Moda, involving all the brand all the people of the brand, trying to meet the most uh, advanced people that they could talk about, uh, about digital, mm -hmm. uh, coming from everywhere in the world. And we organized all those meetings and I was very happy because the first meeting I organized, there was uh, 10 brands participating. The last meeting, we had to rent a huge, enormous <laughs> space because mostly, all the, mostly of the brand they were there. So it's growing, everybody now understands how important it is, and everybody is practically doing uh, something to organize in a different way uh, the company. Mm -hmm. Also, in Italy, where we are, um, we are, uh, we are uh, uh, organized by district of, of production, mm -hmm. to have a strong exchange, even at that level, because, because digital can mean so many, many things. Many different things. In, even at that level, to link all the production source mm -hmm. uh, means to save time, to organize everything better, to not make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So we, I think that the culture must be uh, deep and uh, diffuse in uh, everywhere in our system. We are trying to do that. Mm -hmm. well, it shows, it shows, it definitely shows. Another transformation, maybe not as great or more complex um, as fashion evolves is so I've come from Milan Fashion Week for menswear, and uh, there's Gucci's now showing women's and men's together during women's. Um, I think the same thing for Bodega Veneta. Um, Miss Sony is uh, doing something to celebrate the 20th this year. So it's a quieter menswear than usual. There seems to be this transformation of the men's and the women's collections and, and basically how we present fashion in general. And I wanted to know what you thought about that. Yeah, well, we are... Uh, fashion is always... Uh, representing very much the society. Mm -hmm. When you look at all the fashion in the past years, uh, maybe we are the ones that they, we've been representing, even a little bit before something happened, oh, mm -hmm. we, we catch it. We catch we, it in the air, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in the air. And this is happening also today. We are facing, uh, at the moment, this uh, liquid society. Yes. society. I, always, uh, I always talk about Bauman, that he was saying this since a long time, that we are living in a liquid society. And this is true. So, what's happened in this liquid society? It's happened that uh, there is not rules. Actually, the m most important word is break the rules. Yes. 
And what people are trying to do today is to break the rules. Mm. Also because when you live in a global world with so much communication, if you want to have a voice, your voice must be different. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, people, they don't notice, they don't hear that mm -hmm. voice. And this is what uh, 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 all the brands are trying to do, mm -hmm. to break the rules. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first rules they break was... Uh, the division between men and women, the date of showing. Mm -hmm. So rethinking something was obvious and we say it's not obvious anymore. Hmm. Let's restart. And many brands, they, they gave different uh, answers to the, these questions. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, the, the show cruise, let's call it cruise show, they became more important. And everybody now is showing those big cruise, cruise men, collections, collections around the world. Around yeah. the world. Mm -hmm. Men say women uh, together because uh, uh, it makes it easy sometimes for mm -hmm. some brand. For mm -hmm. some it's impossible because maybe they have different design or different image. Mm -hmm. But uh, for some brand make it makes it very easy. Uh, also because the tendencies of fashion was very much on sportswear, men and women together, easy life. And mm -hmm. so this helps also the people to put together those two ideas mm -hmm. and the new generation, the millennials, they don't make much difference between the way you wear something if you are a man and a woman. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, so uh, because of that, because it's easier, because uh, they change completely the way of showing the clothing and the, the, the time of showing, uh, everybody's trying to find the different rules. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and this is the result. So when I say when they tell me how is this men's fashion week, I, to, I say, first of all, it's not extremely a men's fashion week. It's not anymore. Week. Yeah, it's a fashion week. It's a fashion yeah. week. Where we have a lot of men's clothing. <laughs> and uh, second, uh, it's not just a fashion. They say, how many fashion shows uh, in Milan? I say, it's not a fashion show. It's a fashion show, presentation, and events. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can say something in the strongest way with the, in event, mm -hmm. event than in a fashion show or with the presentation in a fashion show. Mm -hmm. So even that becomes fluid. Yeah. So you cannot count anymore uh, the fashion show, the uh, presentation. I say more or less in those three and a half days, four days that we have in Milan, we have uh, um, uh, about uh, 80 different, uh, uh, almost 90 different things happening. That is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and, believe me, I know. I'm going to most of them. <laughs> and, and, and that's what what we are we have to face today. This is the difference. We have to be flexible mm -hmm. to understand that is a new way of showing fashion and represent very much the society of today. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there definitely seems to be growing pains across the board um, in fashion. One of the things. One of the growth spurts that we had was this idea of see now, buy now, but I think that that has fallen by the wayside. I know you were never a, a proponent of that. Because it was against the production system. I yeah. mean, would have not worked and would have killed all the new generation, new brand, hmm. because they could have not afford to produce before and to show after. Mm -hmm. So I think it, is, it was antithetic with what the meaning of fashion. Uh, it's good for uh, big companies that they have uh, very product oriented, mm -hmm. so not creative, not much creative. Mm -hmm. uh, it works very well for the people that have a huge company that they just use the ideas of others and mm -hmm. they produce it very fast. The mass, yeah. This is the fast fashion, mm -hmm. <laughs> fast to copy other <laughs> fashion brands. Yeah. So that I don't like because I respect the creation, I respect the 
the, the ideas, I think, is a big value. I think that those people that they spend six, six months to find something new, mm-hmm. you have to respect them. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in fashion, the copyright is very low. It's not respected mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. But I think that culture can help to respect the copyright. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even that, as much as you should not buy a dress for five to uh, $20, you should not even buy a dress that is a copy. I agree. I agree very much. Um, and that, I guess, kind of goes to the next idea of the whole made in Italy. How do you define made in Italy? What separates it? What makes made in Italy so important? Well, it's a, it's a long, long story because it comes from a very, very deep tradition. We uh, start from those artisans that they were making clothing in the 1500s. Mm-hmm. So it's a, not a, and the leather, you know, all those leather companies, etc. Mm-hmm. So it's a very old tradition. And from that tradition, we made... Uh, uh, those uh, new uh, unique way because uh, made in Italy is not a big company like in China you go there thousand people working doing pads mm-hmm. no in Italy it's completely different you go in an area there are a lot of small companies mm-hmm. that they kind of work to, with each other you go in a place and to make a shoe somebody's making the heel somebody's making the uh, inside of the shoe somebody's making so everybody's making each part of the shoe mm-hmm. and then the shoe come together okay. and, and this is called district so mm-hmm. you go in a, one area they are specialized to make women's shoes of certain way mm-hmm. in another men's shoes in another uh, uh, ready to wear yeah. for formal in another mm-hmm. ready to wear more sportswear mm-hmm. and all this idea to create uh, a big uh, area with small companies makes Italy very flexible. And this means you can make a special product in small quantities. Okay. And in a short time. This is the difficult, different. And a great, yeah, great quality in yeah, short time. And great yeah. quality because yeah. it's all kind of What makes a big difference is exactly that. For example, you go to a fabric maker and you say, okay. And also fabric areas, they are organized like that, in Como of the Silk, mm-hmm. in Biela uh, of the Wool. So you go there, you say, listen, you know, this is a cotton. And you say, I want this cotton like paper hands mm-hmm. and very thin. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is special, my color. And I want after tomorrow because I have a fashion show. And then another one goes to the same and say, you know, this cotton, I want like uh, uh, um, uh, uh, peach hand, mm-hmm. opposite than the paper yeah, the hand. Other one. And I want uh, a very like brushed and those are my color. And I want after tomorrow because I have the fashion show. Mm-hmm. This producer is going to do to make that fabrics. Anywhere in the world you can get that. Mm-hmm. You can go and choose color, existing colors if you want in three days. And you can order whatever quantities, but nobody will make this effort of creating a new fabric for you in three days. Mm-hmm. This is the very much of Italy, and the same for models, styles, and everything. Mm-hmm. And this makes Italy special because you find a very different product, very personalized, mm-hmm. even small quantity, and in a very good, quite short time. Quite short time. Mm-hmm. Relative to the quality. Relative of the work. to the quality. Of course, yes. you cannot pretend to have a short, short time when you make all those processes like yeah. that. If you go there and you say, I want the color already existing, it's much easier. Yeah, of course. Of but course. we made the process quite uh, affordable in terms of mm-hmm. also timing, considering that is a, a very, very, very unique and special pro- process. Okay, so you have your three pillars that you're working on. So what is your next big challenge? What is the next goal you're set for yourself? What's the next big project for you? Mm, the, the big project for me is very much, of course, sustainability. Mm-hmm. Every year we will... Uh, Advance in that sense, but mm-hmm. it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. And th- then we want to publish all the uh, numbers and process for the other the other 
matter that I've been to- yeah, telling sure. before, like process. Mm-hmm. Uh, even we have one that we will publish now about retail. Okay. And then uh, there is the process, and then the trashability, and then the social sustainability mm-hmm. with the numbers and preciseness. Okay. Sorry. So this is something we are going to do. We hope to fin- finish mm-hmm. all the documents by 2020. And then we uh, update the documents all the time. Yeah, because, always evolving. Uh, yeah, because only technology can save us from pollution. So we have to follow technology and to push companies to invest in technology. This for sure is one of the things we want to do. Fashion and tech, that seems to be a very big buzzword right now. Is that something that we're seeing a lot of, like they're talking about French tech and fashion tech. Is that something that you're considering trying to bring tech groups together with fashion to to kind of build? It it is in a sense almost there already because uh, uh, as you read in those Mm -hmm. those days, there are this special fabric that is very lightweight, only wool, 100% wool that Mm -hmm. you you can wash Mm -hmm. in a uh, washing machine and not iron and it's perfect just because it it costs a lot of money (laughs) and it's beautiful. <laughs> but you uh, have to uh, it. But, 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 but it's a pure fabric yeah. and uh, sustainable and mm-hmm. everything. So uh, there is already very much of technology mm-hmm. in fashion and mm-hmm. ma- many companies that are working together with technological companies. Of course, uh, um, the point is to arrive to something that is not like uh, a game, a joke, like or gimmick. something fun. Gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Not something gimmick, but we need something that is uh, real. Mm-hmm. And so what is happening now, we are going to find something more more real, more usable. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very much one direction of fashion will go on, but already started. The digital, just a few days ago, we, uh, Camera La Moda was winning the uh, first prize in the Berlin Festival for the fashion section with our uh, video that was waiting for the fa- waiting room, waiting for the fashion show. Yeah. And we were very proud and happy of that because we start very much also as Camera de la Moda to uh, change the image of digital of Camera de la Moda and to win uh, this, uh, this uh, very big prize for us was uh, fantastic. I love that waiting room video. It was really fun. And then I'm also today, I'm getting like um, every day a wrap up of the shows and you know, in my e- inbox and things are much more fluid, much more a- yeah. engaging. The Camera de la Moda is much more engaging since you guys have all come on board. We are showing to the brand that uh, we have to go in that direction mm-hmm. and it's part of our education also to be ourselves. <laughs> promoting digital. Okay. All right. So now I'm going to ask you the same questions I ask all of my people that I interview. It's a little less straightforward for you, but I'll be interested to hear what you have to say. Um, what is your most treasured piece of clothing that you own? I think uh, uh, I have a, a jacket original from Jimi Hendrix that I bought many, many years ago in London. And uh, I don't think I would ever give away the jacket. Uh, no, I would never give away <laughs> that jacket if I were you. Um, what is the one item of clothing every woman should invest in? Uh, I, I always, uh, I la- always love uh, uh, jacket and coat. Yeah. So for me, it should be a very, very unique, sophisticated fabric, uh, a coat, light, special that you could always use. Uh, in so many different occasions for me would be a coat. Okay. Light okay. coat. A light coat. Yeah, that can go through all the seasons. Yeah. Who's your favorite designer, living or dead? Well, you know, I, I think that I, my brother uh, is a designer. So, uh, of course, uh, I love what my brother did. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
if I have to choose one, I have to choose my brother. Of course. And that was actually a very easy question for you. <laughs> okay. Um, what fashion trend will you never follow? Uh, I'm not a maximalist guy, so whatever is too much, I never liked. <laughs> and I don't think I will never, ever like. Okay. And then um, the last question, what do you love most about fashion? Uh, I love about fashion the fact that it's so much uh, related to the society. And uh, I love that fashion uh, can interpret uh, very much what is around, so it's very vital. In fact, it's very related to music, to art, to, to cinema, so I think it's a beautiful world. Mm. And uh, there is another small thing that I like very much. Fashion gives uh, very good access to young people not caring about uh, where are they from, mm. which is the social level where they're from. They don't care about sex, about uh, religion, about uh, color, skin color. Mm -hmm. So I, I love fashion because fashion is a very, very, in a sense, it's so snobbish, but it's so democratic world yes. because give the access to everybody who loves fashion. Yeah, you have talent, you can make it. Yeah, and the, you get... Fashion gives uh, uh, the, the access to everybody who loves fashion. If you love fashion, you can work in fashion, I think. Caro, grazie mille. Grazie Thank you so much. Thank grazie. you very much. Don't want to miss an episode of Fashion Your Seatbelt? No problem. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and click on the subscribe button. Then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. No fuss, no muss. Fashion Your Seatbelt is made possible thanks to the wonderful people at Launchmetrics, the software company that is powering the fashion industry, and GPS Radar, the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect in style. I am a member of GPS Radar, and I can tell you, as a journalist, it has made my work life run much more smoothly. Believe me, I know. I'm Jessica Michaud.